Hey y'all, it's been a minute, but I'm back. As we wrap up 2020, I think it's important that we take a look back and see all of the things that we have um, made it through this year. And we are going to recap some of the wildest stories from 2020 and some things that... um, I'm grateful for um, as we are looking toward 2021. So let's get to it. So 2020 has certainly been a year for the history books. And my God, when we look back at these uh, history books and have to read chapter on 2020 wow the trauma um the drama all of the things that happened this year I mean my god but we are here in the last few days of the year last few days of December and I don't know about y'all but I get super reflective in this this like weird space after Christmas but before New Year's um day and I sit and try to reflect on the year what I've accomplished and I try to figure out what my goals are for the next year that has been kind of hard for me in the last year the last two years really but um you know I think we all go through our ebbs and flows of life so I started this podcast and I haven't done the podcast since late August Right. So it's been about three to four months since I've dropped an episode and I thought it was appropriate to have an episode to kind of reflect on some of the things that I have talked about this year and some of the things that I'm grateful for in the year that seemingly was Pandora's box. Right. I feel like Pandora opened her box and year 2020 was born. So, you know, Let's let's just talk about some of the things, right? Um, you know, January twenty twenty um, was interesting start to the year, right? If we remember um, that we were on the brink of an actual third world war, like within three days of being three or four days of being in the new year, and lo and behold, if you are on Twitter, particularly Black Twitter. That was made completely into a joke um, because that is how we survive, right? Like we survive through humor, through connectedness and togetherness and all that good stuff. And then in January, we had that same connectedness and that same um, togetherness around the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter and all the others on that helicopter And that was like kind of jarring to the world, really. And it was jarring to me. And I don't, I'm not like an NBA head. Like I don't watch the NBA a whole bunch. Um, I watch sports, but I don't watch basketball. Particularly, I'm much more of a football girl. Um, But I watch it particularly during the playoffs. 
the NBA plays way too many games for me to sit and watch every day, every week, and keep up with who is winning what, and it's just too much. So I I tap in sometimes, and I'm really not all the way in. And then when the playoffs start, I'm like, okay, let's let's figure it out. I grew up as a 76ers fan um, and a Lakers fan and a, and a Knicks fan. Ask me how I got all those things. I love Allen Iverson. Um, I watched Kobe Bryant. I like the colors of the Lakers, purple and gold. Um, and the Knicks because I'm from New York. Um, and that was just what it was. So, yeah, that is my NBA scope. So when Kobe died... It was kind of like, what? And I feel like that is when we really started to see, like, some shit go down. Um, and then, you know, February comes and goes. And, you know, we lost Pop Smoke and, and his tragic death and untimely death. And those two things were like, wow, like, this is unexpected. This is... And to be quite frank, I don't remember a lot of things that happened in January and February because my sense of time is completely off, right? So in my own personal life, I don't remember a lot of things. Like people have to remind me about a lot of things. I was talking to a friend the other day and they were like, oh, didn't you go to Alabama this year? And you went to Tennessee and I was like, yeah, I did go to Alabama this year. I I don't remember any of this. Like, I, I thought that was all last year in 2019. But my sense of time, and I think a lot of people have said because of the panorama, you know, our sense of time is completely off, right? Um, but March hit, and so did Rona bitch ass. She came through and kind of turned our world upside down and most of the news cycle has been surrounded about you know surrounded around um the coronavirus and all the impacts that it has had on our economy on our mental health on our social lives um our work life our family life like all the impacts that it has had so from march to now really the news cycle has really been about the virus and you know rightfully so because it is a pretty severe virus and once again if you're not taking this shit seriously please do wear a fucking mask like just just do that um so march to december has been quite the ride like going from no mask in the first two months of the year to only wearing masks out in public um, is kind of a mindfuck to me. Um, Just to see where we were this time last year. Like, this time last year, I'm pretty sure I was not, well, I was definitely home, but in December I was in California, went to Disney World Land, whichever one's out there, um, and was living my best life, (laughs) right? Like, but it's very interesting to see how coronavirus has turned our world upside down in a matter of 10 months and and has continued to turn a lot of people's lives upside down because they have lost their loved ones, right? Like people have died because of this and our buck-ass government 
doesn't care about its people. Like another major story, obviously that we've all, at least in the United States, have um, been through is this election. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have won the election fair and square, but 45 and his bitch ass friends refuse to accept that um, and is doing everything in their power to ensure that people don't believe in a fair vote system. They don't believe in the democracy of our country. Um, And like I said, at some point on the podcast before, I don't know that I can forgive people who put this man in power. He's a narcissist. He, he doesn't care. He can't empathize with people. He is selfish. Um, and I personally don't understand why he's still around. Um, Miss Rona tapped her, her little finger on his shoulder and sis just had a conversation with him when she should have gave him, you know, a one, two punch and laid his bitch ass out. Um, but here we are. So Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have won the election and here we are December 20, whatever, 28th, 27th, whatever day today is. And he is still saying that he won fair and square. I don't understand what the logic is here, right? Because we all use one ballot. It's not like there's two different ballots, one ballot for the presidency and another ballot for everything else, right? So in my mind, if he is thinking that there was widespread voter fraud on election day, then, and if he's saying that he won, Does that then mean that everybody who voted for Democrats and lost to their Republican opponents, does that mean they actually won? Because we're talking about voter fraud, right? So if you, if all the Republicans that won and they won, so Lindsey Graham, bitch ass, and whoever else was up for um, election or re-election, uh, Mitch McConnell's bitch ass, right? So if those, those people won on the same ballot that you lost on, does that, does that void their winning as well? So I'm just trying to figure it out. So did they win or did they lose? Is it fraud or is it not? So is it just fraud when it comes to the presidency Or is it fraud across everything? Like, why are we not asking these questions? And reporters, I feel like, have done a terrible job at really pushing back on some of this voter um, fraud bullshit. But, you know, I feel like journalism and things of that nature have certainly moved from, like, let's get the facts of the story all the way and move more towards like what is the best segment to get the best engagement, whether that be on social media or on the news, um, or let's get the best segment on the news and then it will definitely make its way to social media and let's get engagement and retweets and clicks and whatever there. So 
it is an interesting time that we are in. America is certainly shown its ass. Um, the people that we elect have no care or regard for their constituents for the most part. Um, and there are people who truly believe that 45 was the best president in the history of our country. They believe that he has done so so much good, and I just don't see what they're seeing. We now have a vaccine for this, which has also been, you know, quite the talk, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks at least, and people being like, I'm not going to take this vaccine, and then other people being like, well, you dumb, because, like, what? Like, why wouldn't you? And, yeah, so we'll see how the vaccine plays out over the next couple of months. But there are so many things that have happened beyond this virus. So on Christmas Day, there was a bombing in Nashville. And there, I just don't understand why that has also gone under the radar, which I'm like, excuse me? Um, but it has, but it did happen. But there have been some good things that have also happened in in this year. Um, we have seen people come together and support each other in ways that we haven't seen in a while. We have seen communities and healthcare workers really put themselves out there. Um, We have seen people really try to do the right thing. And we have seen um, people take ownership of some of their shit, not, not near enough ownership, but starting to take some ownership of their shit. Um, I know I have seen a lot of growth for myself and my friends in in this pandemic um, and what we have been going through. It has not been easy. Um, you know, I have not lost my job, which I'm super grateful for. And, I, you know, I still have my job and I still have, you know, my living situation and all that is great and good. Um but, you know, mental health has been, like, on everyone's radar because I think, at least for me, I have figured out that while I don't love to be around crowds, I like to be around the people that I enjoy. And so for me, I live really far away from all of my friends and most of my family. Um, I live in the woods, essentially, or like in a really, not rural town, but and not a large city. Um, and I don't know, I don't know many people around here cause my people are not here. So for me, it has been an experience of not being able to just like pop up at my mom's house or pop up on my friends. Um, and I have realized that I'd like to be around the people that I want to be around when I want to be around them. I'm also very okay with being by myself. I learned that this year in the pandemic, like I was cool for damn near months on end just being in the house. Like, there was at one point, I didn't leave this house to go outside ever. Like, not to the car, not to check the mail. The longest time I had been in the house without opening my door was probably, like, three weeks. And I was, like, once I hit that three-week mark, I didn't even know it was three weeks. And then 
I did the math and I was like, oh girl, you got to get out the house, go get some fresh air, open a window, do something. Um, but you know, I think April, March, April, and May, people were like legitimately scared of this virus because we didn't know anything and we still really don't know much about it, but I wasn't trying to be out here in these streets. Like I was trying to be in my house where I knew it was relatively safe and nobody was coming in and out. Um, it was just me and I had all the things that I needed. I had food, I had toilet paper, I had my TV, my Wi-Fi, I had work to do. I was good, you know, but three weeks in the house by yourself, never opening the door, never going outside, problematic. Um, so I learned, yes, I like to be around people that I, that I enjoy and that I want to be around. And I also am very comfortable by myself. So that's a lesson that I have learned. I was almost too comfortable by myself. Um, I'm grateful that I'm able to work from home, you know, like that's not a luxury that many people have been able to experience or an opportunity that people have been afforded because some states just don't care enough um, to mandate that. Um, I also realized that I miss my students. (laughs) Like I miss being in a work environment. I miss the office. I miss the hustle and bustle of my office. Um, working from home has been interesting, um, but I have the opportunity to do that. So for me, it has been a blessing. Um, all these things I have been blessed with this year in spite of what has gone on this year. Like I have still been able to connect with the people that I love virtually um and have been able to see some of them in person um and seeing them in person has really filled me up um and it you know filled my cup enough that I was like okay I can make it another month or two or throughout the rest of the year and I'm hoping that we get to you know get back to a space where we can feel comfortable enough to be with each other again and meet new people and all that good stuff I turned 30 this year and I had a lot of plans for my 30th birthday. I had plans to go on a couple of trips internationally and domestic. Um, And that obviously didn't happen, but I still turned 30, right? And life is still moving. Things are still happening. Um, And I'm about to be 31. So I feel like my whole year of 30 has just been a year of trying to figure it out. And I think the this space that we are in due to the virus has allowed us to figure it out. So I want to encourage y'all to sit and reflect on what you have accomplished and what you have, what lessons you have learned um, in 2020. Right. And survival, just surviving the year is a blessing. There is a blessing in the survival because there are so many people who have not been able to make it to today, let alone who will not make it to the next year. So 
I encourage y'all to think about that and kind of reflect on your feelings and your emotions about things um, and tap in with some people that you haven't tapped in with in a while and just check on them if you if you care to do that. Um, you know, I, I can't say what it is that I have accomplished this year. I have to really sit down and reflect. I haven't done that just yet. I have a vision boarding session with my girls um, this week. Um, So that should be fun for them. It gives me a little bit of anxiety to think about, but hopefully this year won't, it won't be so much anxiety around, around that. But, you know, we're wrapping up 2020 and this year has been full of stories, um, but I encourage you to sit and reflect on what it is that you have enjoyed about the year, what it is you want to change for next year, and maybe some of your goals and your intentions that you are wanting to um, set for yourself and try to set yourself up for success next year. Um, I know that for me, I'm going to talk about the the podcast a little bit more in a, in, in a few minutes um and I want to like spend less money I spent a lot of money particularly on candles this year because you gotta you gotta make your home you gotta set the ambiance of your home <laughs> so candles and cleaning supplies so I'm gonna you know reassess some of my spending um yeah so that that's those are just two things that I have set for myself for now um, also just before I hop over to some things about the podcast, I have done 30 days. Well, what, what's today's date? 28th. I've done 28 days and I have not eaten out. I have not gone and bought food from any restaurants, fast food or otherwise, a pizza shop, nothing the last 28 days and if y'all understood how hard this has been I've cooked every meal every meal for this month and my god my god when you're home all day every day and you cook three meals or whatever it is that's a lot of cooking and gratefully or gratefully I can cook um, I'm just overcooking. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of cleanup thereafter. Um, but I've made it 28 days. So I got three more days until I reach my goal of nothing for the month. Um, and I'll be proud of myself. So think about some of those things that you want to just try and just do them. I don't know where this goal came from in my head. It came, I wrote it down. I was like, I'm going to see how much discipline I can have. And that's what I did. So made it 28 days. It's been hard. I remember one day I texted my, one of my best friends and I said, listen, <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to crack because I'm hungry and I don't want to cook. And everything I have in my house is frozen. So I don't have anything like on hand real quick to cook. And she was just like, no, figure it out. And eventually I figured it out. But I was this close to going and getting me some. Uh, Chick-fil-A or something because listen I was tired 
of cooking and didn't have the time to uh, thaw anything out. So, but I made it work. Um, but yeah, so that was a kind of like a, a word vomit or a, like just a dump of my thoughts about the year. Um, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about the plans for the podcast moving forward. Um, and hopefully, you know, we will have some fun in the new year. So, one of my goals for next year is to be more consistent with the podcast. I know when I started the podcast back in May, I was very consistent and then August hit and then I wasn't. So I'm going to be a little bit more consistent with the podcast. Before I had episodes, I feel like maybe every week or every other week, um, I'm going to start off the year with doing two episodes a month. Haven't figured out what days they will be dropping, I will let you know at the beginning of the year, um, in the first podcast of the year, but I'll be doing two episodes per month in no particular order. It could be two in one week. It could be one every other week. It could be two, one at the beginning of the month, one at the end of the month. It, whatever that schedule is, it will happen. So two times a month, maybe an additional episode, but definitely two episodes a month. Um, and there's going to be some new segments, um, and some new things that are coming to the podcast. So I'm excited to create and do all those things next year. Um, and I hope that you will bring people to the podcast so we can listen together and, you know, you know, subscribe and have people, listen to it with you. Um, but that is the plan for the podcast in new year of 2021. Um, definitely looking to get some more guests, maybe a co-host. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, might have some plans for this podcast. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And I hope you certainly will continue to listen, um, with the, with the podcast next year. And join us for some fun as we go into a new and what we hope to be a brighter year next year. So that is the podcast for this episode. Um, this is the last podcast of the year. I would like to say be safe. Um, if you have plans for New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day, um, whatever those plans are, making sure that you are six feet apart wearing your mask and with people who you can trust, um, who won't lie to you that they are not COVID positive. So be sure to be safe. Reflect on your year, um, set your intention for next year, 
I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast this year. Hopefully you will continue to listen next year. Um, follow us on Instagram at TOTC pod. Um, and we will see you in the new year. Y'all be blessed and have a great 2020 or what's left of it yet and hopefully you're walking into abundance for 2021 all right see you in 2021